You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hey there, it's Sarah, and I want to welcome you personally to this very special edition of the No Labels, No Limits podcast. This is a new series that we just started, and we are so excited to introduce you to Moments with Maria. This series is a shorter version of the podcast. Maria touches upon words of advice and wisdom and encouragement that are shared by the members of our community, for the members of our community, and to all of you beyond. So without further ado, let's welcome Maria. Hello and welcome. My name is Maria Lees and I am the content writer for Team Sarah Box. And this is another video in our series in which different members of our Sarah Box community are joining me to share some advice, wisdom, or encouragement. Joining me today is Neil Bindeman. Neil comes to us with a very diverse background in neuroscience, immunology, and emotions. Neil, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, hi, Maria. So, um, lovely to be here. And thank you for asking me to take part in this uh, little short video. It was nice to meet Sarah a few months ago now um, when we were talking then about um, a new app that we'd created called Smart Tracker, um, which is all to do with emotions and re really recognizing how emotions talk to values and vice versa and working with this as a tool when you've had an event in your life that can be quite traumatic um, as such as sort of hearing life-altering medical news um, which is which is quite major for for many people yeah i i certainly can imagine that and i know um you personally have some experience with that and have learned a thing or two that you would like to share with our community today is that right Absolutely, yes. So um, in 2015, I received some life-altering medical news, um, but it was done in a way that um, I suppose they didn't realise the significance of what they were saying to me at the time. Um, the news came in the form of some words, which as a neuroscientist, I understood the meaning of the words, which were, do you mind taking a seat? The doctors are looking at your scans and they need to come and talk to you. And so that was quite a shock for me, um, knowing that something must have been uh, must have been found quite significant in the scans that I went in for, because I've been suffering a number of weird symptoms, neurological symptoms. Anyway, cut the long story short, really from that, I had an operation that was required Eventually, I got the news that I had a brain tumour um, and that was diagnosed in 2015. And uh, here we are now in 2023. I still have that, um, but I have learnt a huge amount um, over the last few years um, from that experience, sharing aspects of that experience with other people, learning from other people's lived experiences and traumas to give me a knowledge and understanding 
that I would never have got anywhere else. Um, and it, it's an aspect of that that I'm keen to share today um, with you um, around if you're a health professional um, who is involved in giving life-altering medical news to someone, um, one, I want to say that I recognize that even for you as a health professional giving that news, it can be emotional because you may well have had 24, 48 hours prior to telling the person the difficult news, which may have been very challenging and may not have um, gone down well for you, may not have slept very well. So I recognize the emotions associated with that. But when it comes to telling that life altering news to um, help to the patient, the person with the condition, one of the most significant aspects for me is it's important that you live, you leave, you, sorry, you leave the person with a sense of hope in where they're going in their direction. Um, honesty, of course, is very important, but words that you use should be selected very carefully to ensure that yes, you're honest, but you can also provide a sense of hope. And I will give you one simple example that happened to somebody I met just a, a few weeks, couple of weeks ago, lady had suffered a stroke, major stroke, and she was really wanting to know, understandably, if she would walk again. She was challenged with many aspects. And so when she spoke to the doctor, for one doctor, the doctor's response was, I don't know. And it was left at that. Then she thought, well, I'm desperate to, to find a way forward. And so she spoke to another doctor who gave a similar answer. But then a third doctor she spoke to, this person used a different form of words. And those words were, there's a chance. The difference between I don't know and then not explain, there's nothing wrong with saying I don't know if you then go on to clarify in detail what you can still do and know to support them. But you can't leave them hanging on I don't know. Then if you can say there's a chance you're still being extremely honest, of course, there's always a chance. It may be minute, but there is always a chance. And it's that that can give that person the energy within them to drive them forward to then hope, and they will work to support that chance that they can walk again. So that's one example. There are a few others, and we've been doing some work on that at the Person-Centered Neurosciences Society, and our website, um, you will find some information on there, and that's www.p-cns.org.uk, and similarly on the Lifestyle Health Foundation, which is lifestylehealth.org.uk. So thank you very much for this opportunity, Maria, and I hope that's been helpful. 
Yeah, absolutely. I love just kind of the point you made about how just a simple switch in language can make such a profound impact on the person that is receiving what you're saying and being intentional with words really does matter. And it changes kind of changes the response. It changes how it's received. It's powerful. Yeah. It's a powerful thing. There's, a, um, there's another example, which we're doing at the moment. You don't need to have this on the recording or whatever, but just to say we're doing the survey, which you may have seen on LinkedIn. I don't know, but we're doing this survey at the moment to look at the significance between the words palliative care services and quality of life care services and to look at the difference in the emotions that those words trigger. And so far, we've got a small number of responses, but hopefully we'll see those responses going up in the days ahead. I've looked already at the responses, which are about 70 people so far. We want to get that way over, you know, 400 if we can, just to make it something that was significant. But the responses so far are quite amazing, actually. The difference, if you've known any, you know anybody who's been diagnosed with cancer mm -hmm. and, and they've been directed towards palliative care services, they know what those words mean in many ways. Yeah. And I would love to see those words removed and just replaced with quality of life care services. That's, yeah. that's what you're doing. It doesn't matter how long the life is that's left at the point at which they have had their treatment and it looks like it may not do any more. It's the quality of life they have got that is important. And it's possible because I've seen it happen that these people who some of them go into palliative care, they come out and they have reversed their situation with cancer and they don't have it. So you don't have to always go into those services with that doom and gloom. But if you remove the words, you give everybody more chance. Hmm. I am very interested in seeing what the res end results of that survey are. That is such an I will share it and I will share it. And if Sarah, if Sarah would like to do something around that, or you would, I don't mind who, um, I, I, that would be great because I think that those terms are international terms. If we can make those changes in other English speaking countries so that people, because American people will have, I can imagine similar emotional responses to palliative care. Mm -hmm. Definitely. If we can change it, if we can change it in this country, let's change it other countries as well. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Neil, for all that you've shared with us today. I so appreciate your openness, your vulnerability and sharing your own story and the empathy that you clearly have for all of the people that are involved in these life altering medical situations, be it the doctors or the patients themselves. As always, Thank thanks to those who carved out a few minutes to sit with us today and to watch this video. Stay tuned for more encouraging and uplifting videos coming your way. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. 
You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.